0: In a world called Craig's List. Hey uh Craig's listeners, it's Craig. Um I wanted to let you guys know this. Carla's not not here right now, so uh she's she started doing something kind of weird. Um I, I know a lot of you guys like to watch the movies along with us, uh, but Carla has started ringing a bell during any objectionable content in the movie and making me cut that part out. Um, so I know if you want to follow along with the movies, you should watch the official versions of the movie, uh, that Carla has created by ringing this bell. So next week's movie is taxi driver. Um, it's now a 25 minute movie. Um, She's been cutting out uh, violence mostly, um, um, misogyny, um, any scenes with a lot of plastic in them uh, have been cut out, uh, any scenes uh, where there's an animal who's probably dead now uh, because she doesn't want to have to think about that, uh, any scenes in which – any stretches of the movie where there's no female characters for a while. So we lost a lot of content that way. Um, apocalypse now is in the movie that's coming up. That's now a 10 minute movie. Um, she kept the part with Harrison Ford in it. And, uh, Manhattan is a movie we're going to be covering. That movie no longer exists. So, uh, Carla has really gone power hungry, ringing her bell. Oh, Here she is. Hi. Hey, Carlo. What's going on?
1: (laughs) I was eating breakfast.
0: Uh, That's okay. I was just testing the mics.
1: Oh, okay. Good. Testing
0: the mics. So now we can start uh, officially.
1: Awesome. (laughs) When you said that I was cutting things out of the movie, I think you meant to say I was fast forwarding through
0: things.
2: (laughs) Nope. Because
1: we're not watching things on a real (laughs) phone.
0: We watch you guys should know, we watch everything in my projection room. You know, I refuse to watch a film if it's not on the original celluloid. So uh I put a little note on the film, then I go back and uh and cut it out. We are old school here on Craig's list. Hi guys. Hi guys It's Craig
1: and Carla.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is that voice?
1: Uh it's my master robot voice. <laughs>
0: Master Robot. <laughs> um, we're recording this in Portland, Oregon.
1: We sure are. All the animals are
0: here. All the animals are here on the couch with us. We are in a tiny apartment in Portland for the month while I'm up here playing Scrooge in Twist Your Dickens.
1: woo Twist those dickens.
0: <laughs> I am, Carla, let me tell you, I'm twisting those dickens <laughs> every night. <laughs> Actually, we just had our first preview last night and it went swimmingly.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard.
0: That's what you heard from me.
1: I'm not going to see it again. <laughs> no,
0: Carla's seen it before. There's no need to see it, but, uh, Carla lives up here in Portland. So, yep. uh, I'm happy to be up here. I drove up here with Benny and Bronco and Frankie and who, Carla and Carla. We all drove up together. Carla and Frankie flew down to, uh, to drive up with me. And now we're in a tiny one bedroom apartment, uh, which is too small for three animals. It
1: is. It's true. But we couldn't leave any of them behind.
0: Yeah. But some somehow they're all on this couch. And it's disgusting. With us. <laughs> <laughs> this also may be as early as, as we've ever recorded, or early in the day as we've ever recorded an episode of Craigslist.
1: I don't know about that. Yeah. We've maybe.
0: Have we done like an 8 a.m. before? I think so. We gotta bang this one up before Carla goes to work today. Uh, <laughs> Yep. So let's get to it.
1: Let's do it. What are we talking about?
0: Carla, this is episode 57 on Craigslist. This is number 44 on Craigslist. This is an Italian film. Uh, It came out in Italy in 1988. In 1989, it won the Academy Award for Best Foreign Language Film. It's directed by Giuseppe Tornatore. And it's called Cinema Paradiso.
1: Why is Giuseppe the best name? (laughs)
0: Uh, You like Giuseppe? Yeah. Um, Well, you have an affinity for Italian names in general, Mm -hmm. judging by how you react to the credits, which contain a lot of Italian names. Yeah. You also said during the movie that you do a great Italian accent. I do. (laughs) Can we hear a little bit of that? We will. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, Giuseppe means what?
1: Uh, Pinocchio.
0: <laughs> Giuseppe. <laughs> it's the Italian equivalent for Pinocchio. <laughs> uh Giuseppe is uh Joseph. Weird. Yeah. So Giuseppe is Jesus's dad.
1: <laughs> oh, neat. Yeah. Oh, and that's why Giuseppe is Giuseppe and Pinocchio. Isn't isn't the dad in Pinocchio
0: Giuseppe? No, he's ha. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who's Giuseppe?
0: Wait, Didn't did we you think you had a revelation where Pinocchio was a Christ figure? Yes. <laughs> I totally did. No. Didn't we
1: see a movie with a Giuseppe in it? Pro- no. Nope.
0: Probably.
1: <laughs>
0: probably. La Dolce Vita, maybe. There was probably a Giuseppe in La Dolce Vita.
1: Anyways, I like that name.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, it's fun to say. It is fun to say. Uh that's for sure. Um, My
1: stomach hurts. <laughs> that bowl. What did you eat? I had a, a like a smoothie bowl. Yeah. An acai bowl.
2: Acai. Is that how you say that? Yeah.
1: It's a weird word. My stomach hurts now.
2: Just, just it
0: like an acai. Yeah. Well, sorry, Carla. You still have to do the podcast. Okay. Uh, but feel free to uh, complain about it whenever, uh, whenever you need to. Oh, I will. Um, so cinema paradiso or cinema paradiso, Paradiso. I'm probably going to alternate between the two pronunciations. So the main character of the movie is Salvatore or Toto as he's called. And, uh, it's, uh, we see him at three different ages. We see him as a like 10 year old boy. Uh, we see him as a teenager and we see him as a middle aged man who's now a successful film director. Uh, kind of looking back on his life growing up in this small town in Sicily and learning to, uh, be a projectionist and having a lifelong love of film as a result. He's trained by a, uh, an older man named Alfredo. Uh, Alfredo. <laughs> yes, I, I was leaving a little space for you to do Alfredo there. And, uh, th- so the movie's kind of told in flashback, uh, we saw a two-hour version of this movie. Apparently, when it was released in Italy, it was in a two-and-a-half-hour version. It was not very successful, and then it was cut down uh into an international version that was two hours, and that was the version that we saw in the United States, uh, and it became a big hit worldwide and uh, won that Oscar for foreign language film. There's also a three-hour version, yikes, which I have also seen, which is the director's cut which uh we'll get into this a bit, but it contains some of the uh the plot that this movie this version we saw clearly cuts out <laughs> a little bit, and there's actually some substantial stuff that is not included uh in this version. It didn't bother me when I first saw the movie uh and I think trust me that the two hour version is much better than the three hour version oh, I
1: believe you, yeah, <laughs> all two hour movies are better than the three hour.
0: <laughs> So I, I kind of prefer the more streamlined version, but I know you were wondering about some plot elements that are not very clear. Right. Uh, in this version and that they are more, uh, expanded upon. Uh, so when you were ringing your bell for this movie, Carla, wh- what parts did you cut out?
1: Uh, none. <laughs> did I?
0: <laughs> well, there's a part in which a, uh, which he's filming with his camera when he's a teenager, and he sees a uh, a calf getting slaughtered. So, oh, right, yeah, yeah, that was not cool. You would not you'd not care to see that, no. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think the. I mean, this is a movie for people who love movies. Um, in that it it kind of follows this small town who has one movie theater in town, so they're obliged to watch just whatever. Uh, film they happen to be showing that week. Uh, you kind of get to know all the characters in the town, um, uh, who come uh, again and again to the mm-hmm. the movie. So there's like little recurring things of these bit characters, uh, that we see uh, throughout the movie. Um, the the Catholic Church. Uh, it's an Italian. Town in, you know, 1940s, uh, Sicily. So, uh, of course, the Catholic Church has a huge influence on the movies. And so, the thing I was referring to with my bit up top is the priest. That was a bit? (laughs) Oh, uh, you weren't here for that. Sorry. (laughs) Um, uh, the priest screens all the movies before the town gets to watch them. And whenever there's anything sexually suggestive, particularly a kiss, mm-hmm. uh, he rings his little bell and Alfredo, the projectionist has to cut the kisses out of the movie. Yep. Uh, and then, uh, so he, he cuts them out and young Toto was like, what, what do you do with these parts that you cut out? He's like, well, I splice it back into the film. Uh, <laughs> And he's like, no, you don't. You, you keep them right here. And he's like, can I have those kisses someday? Uh, so, you know, the central thing about this movie that I really love is the relationship between Little Toto and Alfredo. Sure. Um, this movie is, you know, I, I've got, I believe, eight foreign films on my list total. Uh Let's see there's I think 3 Italian films, 4 French films and 1 German film. Mm-hmm. We already covered Wings of Desire, La Dolce Vita, Jean de- <sighs> Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm making you yawn just by saying these titles. Uh Jean de Florette Manon in the Spring and Rules of the Game. Mm-hmm. Um but I think uh as far as foreign films go, this movie is not uh, fancy or artsy in any way. This is pure, like, sentimental, nostalgic
1: mm-hmm. movie. Agreed.
0: And you had never seen this before.
1: Well, no. I think that I saw part of it when you were watching it, however long ago that was, the part where um, the the cinema catches on fire
2: okay. and he saves Alfredo. Okay.
1: Because I remembered that happening,
2: for mm. sure. Okay.
1: And I kind of have a memory of coming into the room when you were watching that part, as I do with a lot of these films.
0: And what did you think of that <laughs> That scene that you saw?
1: It's great. It's sad, but it's a really well done, cool scene, I guess.
0: Okay. And then so you got to see the entire movie this time. And what did you think?
1: Um, I thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's sweet, like you were saying. It's a very sweet movie. Uh, the little boy I'm in love with, mm-hmm. and I would like to have him as a,
0: a kid. His name really was Salvatore. Really? Yeah, so I don't know if they changed the name of the character just so, uh, because I think he was it was his first movie, mm-hmm. uh, so I think Giuseppe Tornatore looked at a lot of kids and settled on... This kid. So it, whether it's coincidental or is just like I don't want to confuse this kid. I'm just going to name the character his own name, you know. Uh, and then he did a few roles after that, but it pretty much has not acted in anything. That's uh, so sad. As an adult, he's so wonderful because was a real natural. Yeah,
1: he's like one of the best kid actors I've ever seen in anything. Yeah, yeah, he's very sweet.
0: Now Alfredo is played by Philippe Noiret uh which you may notice about that name is French. He's a French actor. That's true. And so the voice you I'm hear so
1: smart. <laughs>
0: the voice you hear for Alfredo throughout the movie is not Philippe Noir's voice.
1: What? So
0: he spoke in French. Uh he spoke in his native French, uh, all of his lines, and then his voice was dubbed by an Italian actor.
1: I did notice that his Uh, his mouth did not match up with all of his lines. Yeah. And then they would cut to somebody else and it did. I did notice that a couple of times.
0: Yeah. And then the older Salvatore, the middle-aged version of Salvatore is played by Jacques Perrin, who is also a French actor. And I didn't, I couldn't find anything to see whether he was doing his own dialogue or not. He doesn't talk very much. So it's possible that, that that's his voice, but, uh. So for some reason, uh, I mean, it's a little like Fellini. Uh, we had this thing with Do- La Dolce Vita where a lot of the acting and that was dubbed as well. And you had actors from all over the world, American actors, Swedish actors, yeah. uh, Italian and, and French. It's a strange choice. It is a strange choice, but I guess it's standard in uh, in yeah. Italian cinema. Wow.
1: That um, guy who played uh, um, Salvatore as the middle-aged guy, what else has he been in?
0: He is a pretty well-known French actor. I, I, I feel
1: like I've seen him in other stuff.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not totally sure. Okay. Um what he was in, but it's possible that we've seen him in something. Okay. Yeah. But I think regardless of whether it's his voice or not, Philippe Noiret gives a great performance oh, sure. as uh as Alfredo. And it's also it's interesting to me just to see like this very rural Italian village, you know, this this beautiful square. But when you see it in the forties of like, you literally see like women working on looms, uh, people herding, uh, sheep through the middle Mm -hmm. of the, uh, the town. Uh, when we see it in the fifties, it hasn't changed that much, but you have a little more sense that they're connected to the outside world, uh, a little bit. And then he doesn't go back to his hometown for 30 years, which is a big plot point. Uh, and then when he comes back, he comes back at the end for Alfredo's funeral, which is not a spoiler because that's how the movie starts. Yeah. Um, they're, they're about to tear down the cinema, which has been there in the town square all this time. There's now cars everywhere. There's a highway. Right. Uh, and you know, and it's been.
1: Everybody's wearing, uh, bright, puffy, fluorescent jackets. That's
0: true. <laughs> yeah. It's the eighties. Uh, so it's now been thoroughly modernized. So, uh, it,
1: but you still get the sense that it's not, um, affluent, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a small town and all the people that were there the whole time he was growing up are still there yeah. in the town. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that getting to know a small town kind of feeling and the idea of how important this movie theater was for them as, like, the only source of entertainment. And I think one of the things that Tornatori wants to do in this movie is to show there's, like, this little thing of this couple that, like they catch their eye catches each other's eyes during a moment during like phantom, of the opera where everybody's too scared to look away. They look at each other, lock eyes. And the yeah. next thing you know, we see them watching the movie together. We see them getting married. And then they're still there as a couple, 30 years later when he revisits the town, there's a, a literally a village idiot, uh, yeah. in the town. Um, there's a guy who sits in the balcony and spits, yeah. uh, on people. <laughs> it's a very weird thing. He's a crazy person. Uh, there's also a scene where you see people having sex in the theater.
1: Yeah, it's weird. <laughs>
0: There's also a scene where you see a line of boys all masturbating <laughs> during yeah. the movie. Italy, man. <laughs> what- <laughs> Italy in the 40s. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> um, well, let's go chronologically through the movie a bit with a segment that we like to call Carla's Quotes.
2: She's feeling her oats and Craig's, Craig's taking quotes, notes. Whatever they are, it's Carla's <laughs> Quotes.
0: Oh, by the way, I should say that, uh, the American distributor for this film was Miramax. Really? Yes. Uh, and this was, uh, this is the company owned by, uh, Harvey and Bob Weinstein before they became the Weinstein Company. Right. Um, but Miramax was known for, uh, buying foreign films mm-hmm. and they would sometimes hold on to them for years before releasing them in America and they would also cut them. Uh, extensively for American audiences. So, in, I was rereading the Roger Ebert review of the three hour version. Um, and he had mentioned that Harvey Weinstein was the one who had had it cut down to two hours. But I don't know if that's true because, uh, reading about how the two and a half hour version was kind of a flop in Italy and then it was recut for international audiences, I don't think that Miramax would have that because they were just the American distributor.
1: You're always giving Harvey the benefit of the doubt, Craig.
0: <laughs> no, he's a gigantic piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, audience. I'm just
1: kidding.
0: But uh, this is one of the first examples of one of those Miramax movies that he probably promoted heavily and bullied <laughs> uh, Oscar voters right. into um, into giving the award, you know. So, that,
1: but it deserves it. I mean, if you look back on the Miramax films of that time, there's a lot of good movies.
0: (laughs) Say what you will about the Weinstein brothers. They had good taste.
1: Stop. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) 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 I said that they had some good movies.
0: Sure. Um, The score, by the way, is by Ennio Morricone. And I think that's probably...
1: Moricone.
0: That is probably the thing that puts this movie over the top into being a uh, a classic. Is the score? Classico. <laughs> that uh, <word>. Sure.
1: <laughs> All right, keep talking. It's
0: Italian for classic. Yeah. Um, it's this lush, beautiful, uh, very sentimental score, and there's a, a love theme that uh, that comes frequently throughout the uh, the film and then uh, underscores the climactic moment at the end, which uh, which we'll get to. And I was already in the first five minutes thinking about the ending and starting to choke up. Oh, man. <laughs>
1: what a baby. It is a very nostalgic movie to the point where it's like, is this turning into melodrama a little bit?
0: Sure. I would also say... You know, the acting style is kind of broad, particularly for like some of the the minor characters, you know, Mm -hmm. and then then at the end, uh, although he's cast another actress to play his mom, who's now elderly, all the other people are clearly like middle aged people in bad age makeup.
1: Yeah. the Age (laughs) makeup is really bad.
0: Yeah. So they
1: don't win any awards for makeup.
0: Not that I know of. Yeah.
1: Sorry, makeup person who did this movie. (laughs) I know you're listening.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's now an elderly Italian person. who's like, how come they give him a makeup? Such a hard time on this (laughs) podcast. I've enjoyed this podcast since the first one. La Dolce Vita. Okay. Carla's quotes.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're still doing that.
0: We are still doing that. (laughs) Uh, Again, this is Carla during the opening credits of any foreign film. Salvatore, Roberto, Philippe. That's French. Is this French?
1: (laughs) Oh, did I say that? You did say
0: that. Yeah. Maurizio. I want to name a doggy Maurizio. (laughs) (laughs) That is a good one, too. What kind of doggy would Maurizio be? A beagle. Oh, that's a good name for a beagle. (laughs) (laughs) And then when you heard the name Alfredo, you said Alfredo. I know an Alfredo. <laughs> and of course, uh I think we of covered course. Uh, of course, well, I mean, you guys don't need to know about our private uh romantic <laughs> life, but uh I think we covered this during La Dolce Vita, which is when we were in Italy together that I would adopt an Italian accent and pretend to be this tour guide nam- named Alfredo
1: who was such a flirt.
0: Who was such a flirt and was always trying to seduce Carla.
1: And he was ma- he was married with kids.
0: He was married with kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so strange (laughs) uh immediately when carlos sees the young toto she said what a cutie
1: wait did you do alfredo in uh the big night podcast
0: i don't know because julie was there that would feel weird
1: i feel like you did
0: okay (laughs) maybe i did we were all at
1: least we were wasted at least you did it like it as fun before the podcast maybe
0: I did yeah okay we were also drunk for that one I I don't remember what we did
1: (laughs) wasted (laughs) Uh,
0: there's a really cool uh, in the the theater the uh, the projection booth there's like a little sculpture of a lion's head Mm -hmm. uh, that the film shows out of and it's a really kind of cool image and at one point young Toto looks up at it and there's a it it's animated for a second. And he imagines it roaring. Yeah, uh, and it's just a nice little like I touch of a little boy's imagination. And then when the theater is in ruins at the end, he finds the the lion head mm-hmm. on the ground. It's another nice sentimental touch. Right away, it has the scene of the priest ringing his bell to cut out the kisses. And uh, and I said to Carla, anything sexually suggestive, he makes him cut out of the movie. And Carla said, I get it. I'm no dummy. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was weird that you were mansplaining that to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't know. I think you were partially on your phone maybe, so I just wanted to make sure no, I you wasn't. got that. I okay. I
1: was watching
0: it. I was watching it.
1: Oh boy. Uh
0: there's a scene early on where uh they're in school, which is of course a Catholic school, and there's a kid who's trying to learn his times tables and the teacher is banging his head against the chalkboard whenever he gets it wrong. Oh yeah, and Carla's like, "I guess Catholic schools are the same everywhere." (laughs) (laughs) Did that happen to you at Notre Dame?
1: At Notre Dame. Notre Um, Dame. No, it did not. Okay. I got yelled at a lot though.
0: Uh huh. Yeah, this kid has a big birthmark on his forehead, so we but we weren't sure if it was like supposed to be from getting his head banged, (laughs) or if it was actually. I thought
1: it was just a bump, from but then it is. still there later on so you're like oh it's a birthmark
0: and i've probably seen this movie six or seven times and later when you cut to the older toto as a teenager that same kid is like also like a a rival for his girlfriend and that same kid is the guy who goes on the the bike uh to run the reels back and forth between this town and the other town i never caught the birthmark and caught that it was the same guy.
1: Maybe that's why they put it on them. The actor.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, so Carla caught something that I I'd never caught. You're before. welcome. <laughs> uh, and I think of the three hour version, maybe yeah. that that, uh, that character is more expanded as like his friend or, or whatever. Uh, at one point they meant, they mentioned something being in Lyra and Carla said, Lyra. So this is before the EU.
1: I was kidding.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure when the European Union itself started, but it's definitely before the Euro. That's what I meant. Yes.
1: Um, I was in Italy when there was still Lira. That's how old I am.
0: Because you went on a school trip, right? Yep. When so you were like in high like
1: 97 school? 97, maybe?
0: Yeah. What t- uh, cities did you go to? Rome. Roma.
1: Of course. Vatican City. Of course. Oh, uh, yeah. Because I went with a bunch of nuns.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, where else did I go? Capri. Wow. Yeah. Sorrento.
0: Okay. Uh, and did you appreciate all the culture that you were surrounded by? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, packs of boys would follow us around. Really? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was a girls' school. Uh-huh. And we stayed in a hotel one night, and there were a group of boys outside yelling up to us. <laughs> trying to get us to come out
0: wow yeah so that's for real huh
1: that's for real in 1997 it was at least
0: and you had a lot of gelato too right oh yeah um we now toto's father is presumed lost in the war or, or dead in the war that's not confirmed for a while but uh so he's kind of being raised by his single mom and then he's getting in trouble all the time because he's like skipping school to go uh and help alfredo run the uh run the projector
1: yeah he's so cute
0: uh he's supposed to go buy milk or whatever at the grocery store and he spends it on the movies instead so that's one of the things that i like is um Alfredo, who is at first annoyed by this little kid who keeps showing up, he kind of covers for him in front of his mom mm-hmm. and like, oh, no, he, he left the money down here. Here it is. And he gives him, you know, the 50 lira note or or whatever. Yeah. And uh, and then he agrees to help train the kid to uh, to run the projector. Um, but when his mom is mad at him, she keeps hitting him. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And Carla's like, she needs social services to come in. <laughs> She's a bad mother. <laughs>
1: was so sad she gave them such a hard time
0: uh there's a scene in which the uh the kids uh are getting like sprayed for lice right
1: oh yeah
0: uh and Carla said well that can't be good whatever they're getting sprayed with <laughs> <laughs> they're well, getting they, like fumigated
1: their heads were getting were shaved yeah and then uh they had to all stand there and get sprayed like uh i don't know like like you'd spray a lawn <laughs>
0: <laughs> and one of the kid has red hair and carlos said that kid's clearly irish <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be a red-headed italian nope <laughs> that's
1: not how it works
0: it's interesting to see like in this and i don't know how realistic this is and i'm guessing it was because i think Tornatori based it on his own life you know uh, how like rowdy the movie theater is of like people are talking back constantly, like getting into fights. Like there's kids like pulling pranks. Yeah. And there's one like uh, older guy who's always falling asleep. And then there's a scene in which the kids, uh, put a bug in his mouth. Oh my God. Yeah. And Carlos said, No, why would they put a bug in his mouth?
1: <laughs> I mean, I know why,
0: but it's sure, still very it's a, it's a hilarious prank.
1: It's, I don't know if it's hilarious. <laughs> it's really mean
0: uh because you imagine that happening to you and- always
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your nightmares to wake up with a bug in your I'm mouth i'm the
1: person that people would pull a prank on and put a bug in my mouth
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when we see that couple that i alluded to before not the couple having sex but the couple who uh uh fall in love at mm-hmm. the movies uh carla said ah oh, the movies brought those two together and i said it's like you and me and carla said okay You don't think the the movies have brought us closer together? Sure. <laughs> Doing this podcast has brought us closer together.
1: Yep. What's the right answer here? Get, <laughs> no, there's no right answer. On. The
0: right answer is whatever you truly believe, Carla. Okay. Um And then they the movie theater is bought by uh oh, oh well there's a fire. Yes. Uh <laughs> because the there's foreshadowing early on when they talk about how flammable film is. And it really was very dangerous and flammable at the time. And so like Toto saves like these little clippings, uh, which actually catch on fire at his, uh, his apartment and nearly burn his place down and kill his sister. (laughs) You know? So that's one of the things that his mom beats him about. Uh, but then, uh, there's a lovely scene where, the the movie is sold out and then there's a bunch of people in the town square who are like, come on, we want to see the movie. Those people have already seen the movie once, you yeah. know, like people are uh, are not leaving from the earlier screening. And then Alfredo uh, puts like a mirror behind the projector and then. Projects it out the window onto the town square and puts a little speaker out there and it's very like sweet.
1: It's so sweet. Nice but then, scene. But then it catches on fire.
0: But then he, he stops paying attention. It catches on fire and the movie theater burns down or almost burns down. Uh, There's a huge flash of flame that hits Alfredo in the face and blinds him. But little 10 year old Toto goes back into the theater and drags Alfredo down the stairs it's uh saves his life life. it's very very emotional and uh and sweet um
1: alfredo alfredo
0: so you know what's going to happen to this movie theater well it gets rescued by uh this guy who's won the the football lottery which i don't know what that involves but i imagine involves betting on soccer Mm -hmm. um so he's this is a local guy who's now rich and he buys the movie theater. Um, so he no longer, I guess, has to screen the movies for the church. Maybe the church owned it before. I don't know yeah, how it's that not works. Clear. Uh, but he's leaving the, uh, the kisses in. So like that's, that's a big scene where, uh, there's an old guy who's like, I've never seen a kiss before. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So that, that's kind of an interesting thing. But then when it, I
1: think, I think that the church did own it before because when they were charging, <laughs> For the tickets, the priest was like,
0: "That's right, charge him, charge them half price yeah. for the people out in town square, yeah, yeah, who were
1: seeing it for free."
0: Um, and then when it cuts to the 50s, when Toto is older, they're screening "Um and God Created Woman" uh with Brigitte Bardot, uh, which has this famous like nude opening scene, which is one of like the uh the first examples, uh of blatant nudity in a in a movie and then it pans down this row of kids that all like have their hands in their pockets you know going up and down and carla said
2: oh no oh no (laughs) (laughs) why is this happening (laughs) and
0: then uh and then there's uh there's also like a prostitute who's like servicing men upstairs yeah. at the movie too. It's it's only a very brief thing, uh, you know, where it kind of alludes to like guys that are going upstairs like during the movie. But Carla said, Yikes, what is this turned into? Yeah. <laughs> uh and <laughs> and then Toto has a little movie camera. He's now, you know, eighteen or, or whatever, and he's going around town uh filming stuff. And uh, so he, there's that scene where he films a cow getting slaughtered and Carlos said, nope, big
2: nope.
1: Yeah, I don't like that. Yeah. I want to see that stuff. Um, no, I don't. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> and then
0: Carla was a little confused about Salvatore versus Toto. She said, I thought his name was Toto. Uh, and I said, it's short for Salvatore. And you said, those aren't the same letters. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it should be Torre.
0: Sure. Or Sal. Or Sal. <laughs> sal. Or Salve. Or Salve. <laughs> hey, Where does
1: Toto come from?
0: Um, There's the band Toto that did Africa.
1: Well, no, but that,
0: I'm talking about how does it. Salvatore. It's the T O of Tore. And then you so that's repeat toe. it. Toto. Yeah, Toto.
1: All right. If you say so, 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 so,
0: so, so. <laughs> <laughs> Toto is so so. Um. So then there's a uh, there's a plot where he falls in love with a rich girl. Uh, named. you're a
1: rich girl, and gone too far.
0: She's trying to rely on her old man's money.
1: <laughs> you can rely on your old man's money.
0: Uh, but it's a bitch girl. Um, and this girl's name is Elena. And, uh, he waits outside her window for a hundred nights in order to prove his love for her. Is that true? That's what he does in the movie because I,
1: mean, I, I knew he was waiting outside the window. I didn't realize it was a hundred nights.
0: Cause there's whole, there's this whole thing about Fredo telling him this myth of a soldier standing outside oh, yeah. a girl's. Duh. And so he does the same thing, uh, Duh, Carla. in the story. Um, and it is one of those things again from we've encountered this in a lot of movies from the eighties of something that's supposed to be romantic, but is also kind of stalkery and creepy. Yeah. You know? Um,
2: but then they, they
0: do, uh, hook up and, uh, and fall in love. And so then there's this whole thing of, you know, uh, they're not a good match, you know, because she's from a wealthier family or, or whatever. Um, And then he serves in the military for a while. uh, And when he's going off for his military service, she's supposed to say goodbye to him. Right? And then she never shows up.
1: Yeah. She's a real jerk face.
0: So this is the main thing that is more expanded in the three-hour version. And I did see this, but it was about 15 years ago, and I didn't really remember what happened.
1: So, yeah. So she basically just disappears from his life. Yes. She moves out of town. he loses contact with her. He can't, he can't track her down.
2: And
0: so so the other thing that's going on is Alfredo, his old blind mentor, uh, is encouraging Toto to leave this town and never come back, Mm -hmm. you know, to go out there, be successful, make some money and like, forget where you came from. It's simultaneously very moving because it's such like a, a great relationship and weird. <laughs> yeah.
1: Because there's no indication as to why. I mean, I guess he doesn't want him to be a, a what are they called? A camera operator guy. <laughs> projectionist. A yeah. projectionist forever. I guess that's the idea. But it kind of comes out of nowhere to me. Yeah. That was one part of the movie where I was like, all right.
0: Knowing very little about Giuseppe Torontori other than that he made this movie and then it's semi-autobiographical. Semi-autobi- Maybe it's just a justification for like, he was a dick who never visited his mom. Oh man. And it's like, I because at the, at the very end when middle-aged Toto is there, uh, and his mom's like, you're not tired, are you? He's like, no, mom, it's only a one hour flight. And she's like, don't say that after all these years. Yeah. You know? I'm like, for 30 years, I could have done a one-hour flight to visit you. It does say that his mom has come to visit him in Rome during all these years. So it's not like they haven't seen each other. Oh,
1: I missed that part. Yeah. I thought they hadn't seen each other. No,
0: they, they've been seeing each other, but she's just been coming to Rome um, instead. No,
1: there's a scene where Alfredo's like, leave. Never look back. Don't write me. If you write me, then never speak to me again.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And if you come back here... Don't come find me. Don't talk to me. Don't speak to me because I will not forgive you for coming back.
0: So this is what my
1: French accent.
0: (laughs) That was your French accent. (laughs) 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 So that's Philippe Noiret uh, doing the original dialogue that was later dubbed in Italian. Um, so this is on the Wikipedia, the description of the longer version of the film. Uh, And in the longer version, Salvatore does meet middle-aged Elena, and I guess she's still in the town. What? Uh, He sees a teenage girl that looks like her, follows this girl, and then she turns out to be Elena's daughter. In Um, the town? Yeah, I believe so. Um So he learns the reason they lost touch was because Alfredo asked her not to see him again, (gasps) fearing that Salvatore's romantic fulfillment would only destroy what Alfredo sees as Salvatore's destiny to be successful in film. What? Alfredo tried to convince her that if she loved Salvatore, she should leave him for his own good. Elena explains to Salvatore that against Alfredo's instructions, she had secretly left a note with an address where she could be reached and a promise of undying love and loyalty. Salvatore reveals that he never knew of her note and thus lost his true love for more than 30 years. The next morning, Salvatore returns to the decaying Cinema Paradiso and frantically searches through the piles of old film invoices pinned to the wall of the projection booth. There, on the reverse side of one of the dockets, he finds the handwritten note Elena had left 30 years earlier.
1: What? I'm so glad that's not in the movie. <laughs> yeah. So what? She's remarried? Or she has married somebody I guess, else? Yeah, Is I guess she's idea?
0: married. She's got a daughter. Uh, but... Alfredo tried to interfere with their love. She that left seem him like something Alfredo. She know. left him a secret note, and it's still there for some reason, <laughs> pinned to the invoices.
1: I hate that. Thirty
0: years Whether later, that's
1: not in the movie. Harvey Weinstein made the right decision to cut <laughs> that out of the movie.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, it's possible that a uh, a boldlerized version of the movie can be better than the director's cut sometimes you know so but i think it was kind of frustrating for you to to have this clearly like this plot thread that's dangling yeah uh that's never explained and then you all there was like his mother was kind of alluding to something or maybe it was alfredo's widow that was kind of alluding to like a secret oh yeah yeah and then carla's like what is she talking about (laughs) you know
1: that's what it was
0: yeah i think so Okay, back to the the point where we were doing Carla's quotes. Uh, but when when he is doing that thing of being under her window every night, Carla said, "That's not how you get someone to love you." <laughs> and then he's there on New Year's Eve, and on New Year's Eve, uh, or uh, when the clock turns to midnight, people are throwing trash out their windows.
2: Yeah,
0: Carla's like, "You throw trash out your window in Italy?" <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Who we'll
1: cleans that up in nineteen fifty two?
0: and then when she comes to him to kind of confirm her uh, her love um they have a <laughs> it seems like they're moving in for a kiss but instead it's just a really awkward embrace mm-hmm. and carla said no kiss just a gropey hug <laughs> <laughs>
1: then they kissed
0: then they kissed um and then we see them picnicking uh, by a cactus, and they rip off leaves from the cactus, mm. and they eat a salad in it. And Carlos said, whoa, that's a genius way to have a bowl.
1: <laughs> cactus bowl.
0: And during the romantic montage, Carlos said, I kiss you, and you're kissing me back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kissy, kissy.
0: There's also a lovely little scene where during the summer they screen the movies outdoors and then oh, there's a I bunch There's a bunch of uh fishermen who are watching the uh, the movie from their boat.
1: It's so beautiful.
0: It really is. Um during
2: that it whole It's
1: probably the most beautiful movie about watching movies, like the physical act of just sitting there and watching movies. Yeah. Maybe Purple Ra- Rose of Cairo
0: or Purple Rain. <laughs> Did I say purple rain? No, uh, I thought you were gonna say purple rain for a second. Yeah, purple rose of Cairo is also kind of a love letter to watching movies. But just yeah. like
1: watching people watching movies is pretty boring usually, so I don't know, they do a nice job.
0: Yeah. I, I would say that this, uh, that's a good comparison is purple rose of Cairo. Um, god damn it. We just
1: kicked our cat in the face. <laughs>
0: The cat was about to turn the recorder off. (laughs) (laughs) That's how selfish he is. Oh. During that whole big uh, scene with Alfredo where he's telling him never to come back, Carlos said, a little dramatic, Alfredo. A little dramatic.
1: Not my favorite part of the movie.
0: (laughs) When Toto goes back home 30 years later, his mother shows him his old room. Uh, and then it's like he's got his bike there and, uh, all of his old like reels of film and it's like perfectly preserved the way it was when he was a kid. Uh, and I said to Carla, it's just like my parents preserving my room, <laughs> which you always make fun of whenever we go to my, uh, hometown. Yep. Um, that my parents have pretty much left my room as it was when I left it in 1991. Yeah. Uh, and you said, my parents put everything in the basement. <laughs> They
1: packed up three boxes, shoved them in the basement. Every time I go home, they're like, you have one more shoe box left. (laughs) Uh, No, the first time that I went to Craig's parents' house, I hope I haven't told this story already on the podcast. um, We walked into the guest room and it was (laughs) his childhood room. It still had all of his stuff there. It was like he had left the day before. And I opened one of the drawers and there were even sweatshirts in there Yeah. that you had worn.
0: Yeah. My parents are <laughs> going to be moving out of that house sometime in the next couple of years.
1: Well, they have since cleaned it out.
0: Yes. I got rid of tons of shit and told them, you know, throw this stuff away. Donate this stuff. I'm keeping this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If I haven't lived there in twenty five years, like I'm not gonna need this stuff.
1: It felt like a time capsule though. It was really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> like your parents hadn't opened your drawers or anything in twenty five years.
0: It's weird. It's, it's not t- weird. I'm just saying, it's weird. <laughs> so Toto That's goes how it is
1: in the movies. Right? What is? There whenever somebody goes home in the movies, their parents have kept it.
0: Yes. The way it was. Yeah. I live in a movie. You live in a movie? That's, that's my life. I am Toto. Hear me roar.
1: And instead of kissing me, you give me gropey hugs. <laughs> Always. It's <laughs> like a movie.
0: You like it. Um, and then when Toto's back, uh, in his hometown, Carla said, and now it's been 30 years since they made this movie. Time is weird, man. <laughs> uh, when, and then they tear down the, the Paradiso. Yeah. I guess you know you asked early on if it was a set, and uh, it is clear that it's a real like time uh, Times Square Town Square. Uh, but they did build that movie theater in the middle of the square and then tear it down at the end of the uh the movie. So that was constructed, I guess, specifically for the movie. Uh But it goes down, of course, in a big pile of dust, and they're standing right there. And Carlos said, "You guys shouldn't stand so close. You're going to inhale all that and get cancer." <laughs> And uh, if we learned
1: nothing from
0: 9/11. <laughs> and this is about him you tracking cut it. Out. <laughs> no, I'm leaving your 9/11 <laughs> reference in there, Carla. Uh, <laughs> I, everything so far that you've said I'm going to we, we don't have time to do any cuts. Today. Oh, <laughs> so Jesus. yeah, everything you've said to cut out I'm leaving in.
2: <sighs>
0: um edit yourself. Edit yourself in your head, Carla. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then when we were talking about tracking Elena down, Carla said, yeah, what did you do before Facebook in terms of tracking people down? (laughs) I think that all the time. (laughs) Uh, You have to hope that they wrote you a secret note 30 (laughs) years ago. You got to go back through your invoices (laughs) to find it. That's the only way to do it. Uh, Okay. So this is a sweet movie. Uh, It's a love letter to the movies. It's got a great score. Uh, it's got a great kid performance. It's a, a, a great central relationship between Alfredo and Toto. Um, there are silly aspects to, uh, to it. Uh, it's a little hokey, but, 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 it's got one of the greatest endings in movie history. And to me, that's the thing that makes it an all-timer for me, you know. It's kind of a, a nice, solid, sweet movie that really sticks the landing. Can so, we
1: talk about the ending already?
0: We're about to. Oh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so middle-aged Toto goes back to uh, the town for Alfredo's funeral. His widow gives him this reel of film of like, oh, Alfredo left this for you. Um, and then he goes back to his screening room in Rome and puts it on, and it's all the kisses that uh, that Alfredo saved for him. And that then the
1: priest had, had him edit that him the out.
0: priest had cut out of the movies. And so uh, Jacques Perrin is just sitting in the screening room watching uh, kiss after kiss after kiss, and then a couple shots of boobs too. Yeah. Um, as the Ennio Morricone love theme swells. And it's just such a perfect, beautiful ending. And it's so romantic. And it, uh, and then you just see all these clips of old movie stars and everything kissing, like a lot of like iconic kissing scenes and everything. And I love it.
1: It is really beautiful. I love the ending too. So when I saw the ending with, you know, everything, when we saw the version we were watching, which was the shorter version, the two-hour version, the ending to me meant that Alfredo was telling him, like, uh, life is about love. Like, go find your love. Yeah. That's what I thought that that meant to him. Like, also, like, oh, we both love movies or whatever. Yes. But, you know, like, oh, this is life, you know, is about love. But now that I know that Alfredo told his love to go away, I don't understand the ending as intended by the director.
0: Yeah. So that's why it's best that we don't know that, I yeah. think, in, in this version I mean, that, of the movie. I guess
1: to me that would mean that he was saying, <clears throat> by leaving him that, that love is better on film than it is in real life.
0: That's a valid interpretation of that. Yeah.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah. I think I also said I, that I thought in the director's cut that it doesn't end on that that the whole plot with adult Elena is after that but I, but I'm wrong but all versions of the movie end on the uh, on the kissing scene mm. uh which as it should be. Uh Carly you want to give this movie a letter grade?
1: A minus. A minus. Yeah. That's nice. It is nice. What does that stand for? Alfredo. You did good. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I, I still love this movie. It's one of the first foreign films I remember seeing, uh, on the big screen. I saw it, uh, in Williamsburg, Virginia, where I went to school in a movie theater that looked not that different than the Cinema Paradiso. There was not a lionhead projector, uh, but it was kind of a, a tiny, uh, communal town theater and, uh, I, so I have a lot of associations with going to see movies uh, at that theater, and uh, that was a memorable one that I saw, and it's uh, it's going to stay on the list. Good. Uh, let's do a little khaki theater. Okay. Um, you want to be Alfredo or Toto? Uh,
1: I'll be uh, Toto.
0: Okay. I'll uh, be
1: the baby Toto.
2: <laughs> <laughs> You'll be baby Toto.
1: Ten-year-old Toto.
2: Okay. Hey, kid. 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 Well, what are you doing up in the booth? You gotta get out of here.
1: Uh, but sir, I love the the movie.
2: (laughs) You love the movie. I love
1: the movie. Well, go
2: watch the movie?
1: Uh, uh, I I wanna know. I wanna know how to make the movie, like you do.
2: I don't know how to make the movie. I just to show it on the screen.
1: Oh, like a magician?
2: No, like look. There's a there's a reel, and you thread it through here. No, no, you're tricking me into making you do this.
1: Yes, I I want to know how to do it, just like you.
2: Okay. All right, you take a... Hey, question. What?
1: I mean, I really know, I want to know how to do this. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. But I also really want to know how to kiss a woman.
2: How to kiss a woman? You're too young for that.
1: Uh, I don't think so.
2: Come on, Toto. Okay.
1: Look, there's a lady. I like her. She's on the screen.
2: Okay. <laughs> well, Can I have her? <laughs> no, you cannot have her. That's that's but I not. Want her. That's not cool, Toto.
1: But I want her.
2: Okay. Well, that's. I like uh, yes. I
1: want to hug her really hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well, they, you want to uh, hug her awkwardly? Yes. Yeah. That's uh, Greta Garbo. That's. Uh, I
1: love Greta. I love her.
2: Okay, well, she uh, she's a film star. There's no way, uh <laughs> there's no way she's gonna be a, your girlfriend.
1: Alfredo, you're not listening to me. Toto,
2: I'm listening to you.
1: Oh, okay. Go back and show me how to move the thing from the thing to the thing.
2: Okay, now this is a highly flammable. Okay, it's I a know very. you always
1: tell me that, but I do not believe you.
2: And it's a covered in a gelatin. You can lick a one side of it, and oh, it tastes like jelly. I love jelly. You love a Jello.
1: I love a Jello.
2: Oh, what the flavor you like, Toto?
1: A uh, lemon.
2: <laughs> okay. You like a lemon Jello.
1: Oh, this one—it is—it tastes like a blueberry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stop tasting the film, Toto.
1: <laughs> but I am so hungry. My papa—he—he he died at war.
2: Oh, sorry to hear. We that. have
1: no food.
2: Oh, you have no food.
1: Well, we have a little bit of food, but it's not very good. <laughs>
2: Okay, well, let let me kill this cow for you.
1: No, don't kill. Uh, No. You
2: watch me do it, too.
1: Oh, but uh, I like We're going to have a
2: veal parmesan. The what? A veal parmesan.
1: Is that a French dish?
2: Yes, I'm a French. (laughs) You didn't know that? I've been speaking in French to you the whole time. Uh, This is not my voice.
1: I thought it was weird.
2: It is weird. It's very weird.
1: Hey, you know what else is weird?
2: What's that, the Toto. Love. Love is weird.
1: Love is a weird.
2: And see. <laughs>
0: that was fun. You're weird. My Carla. accent
1: went in and out for sure.
0: I think mine was pretty consistent.
1: I think I sounded like a, what did I sound like? I don't know. <laughs> like a, a kid on the street corner.
0: You sound like a kid <laughs> on yelling? the street corner. Yes. Uh, Carla, thank you so much. As always, for appearing on Craigslist Podcast. Shut up. You're you're my first and favorite guest. Uh, So that was number 44 on Craigslist. Was it? Um
1: (laughs) (laughs) We're trying so hard, you guys. It's been a crazy month. We missed a, a couple weeks there, huh?
0: Yes, thank you guys for your patience. I've been in rehearsals for this show and have been very unavailable. We're gonna to try to, uh, we're trying to, try to bank as many as we can while we're in Portland. I think once my show it's not
2: going great. So far. Well,
0: we have kind of opposite schedules. Where Carla works during the day and I work at night. Yeah. Um, but we are going to—I won't spoil what it is—but we are going to be doing a Christmas episode, Ooh. which is going to be a Carla's List episode. Do do. That's Doctor Who. That is Doctor <laughs> Who. <laughs> and next week, though, is number 43 on Craigslist. And this is a 1976 film by Martin Scorsese.
1: My fave. Karla- JK, JK.
0: Carla's <laughs> fave. Uh, she skipped Raging Bull, the last movie that we did of his. Uh, you did not really like The King of Comedy. Um, But this also stars Robert De Niro in one of the great performances in cinema history as Travis Bickle. You talking to me?
1: You talking to me?
0: Carla, you talking to me? I am. What is this movie?
1: Taxi Driver.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is Taxi Driver. And uh, we're going to have a friend, uh, Erin Gino Reagan. Uh, From here in Portland to talk with us about that film.
1: I sounded like a sock puppet. That's what I was trying to say. (laughs) Like a little kid standing on a street corner performing with a sock puppet.
0: Okay. Yeah. I'll buy that. So (laughs) tune in next week. Will Carla do her sock puppet voice as Travis Bickle? Oh, maybe. Only time will tell. We'll see you next week. The list is an absolute good. The list is life.